Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Yeah. Kevin, he, was a, he, good he played, ma- glad, he played Major League Baseball for a while, didn't he, Kevin? I mean, you know that, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, played I, I Gi- did. Played for the Giants, played for the Reds. Yeah, we we got a few more uh, young men that uh, will have will get They're the about opportunity to, to play Major League right. Baseball starting on oh, Sunday. Oh, wow, what so. a way to lead into it, Kev. I was trying I to figure so. out how I could transition over to that. Now, <laughs> what I, I found extremely interesting in your synopsis was tell me where I am missing the name of Brady Slavens. Okay, so what Randy is talking about in my synopsis, if you go to hogbeat.com, that's arkansas.rivals.com, free today is my analysis of the draft and starts Sunday through Tuesday, and you'll get to go in there and read all my content for free today. Brady Slavens is under most likely to be drafted. He was the fourth on the list behind Jalen Bowers from is. the Cubs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and the, the funny thing about Brady is Brady has a pro approach. He is part of that three true outcomes. He can walk, he can strike out, he can hit a home run. So that plays really well for professional baseball today. Now, the problem is where are you going to put him? You, you don't draft a DH. You draft a position player, and then once – He's not able to play at a position. Then you put him at a DH. So the hit tool is what's going to get him drafted. He's going to have to figure out a position to play if he wants to stay in professional baseball very long. And I think he's got a shot, you know, around 10, 10 to 12 is where I expect him to get picked up at. Uh, you have Caden Wallace, Peyton Paulette, Jalen Battles, who, by the way, I'm, I'm seeing – Jalen somewhere well below 150, and yep, uh, that certainly has paid dividends for him to return uh, back to Arkansas for this last season. Because I think a lot of folks really felt like that may be a case where okay, he had a he had an okay. I thought he had a great year personally. Uh, yeah, so I mean I think I that, too. but boy, defensively he was really good. Uh, Jalen Battles, Brady Slavens, who you just talked about. I cannot believe I missed his name when I went through that originally. Cole Phillips, uh, right-handed pitcher, freshman right-handed pitcher. Mason Neville, another freshman. He's an outfielder. Uh, yeah. He's yet to be drafted, but um, right. he's yet to be a freshman. So, But he's a freshman to be. But um, obviously, I'm, am I to assume these are in the order, Kevin, which you're expecting to be drafted? It, I, I went by Razorbacks, and then I put the freshman behind them. So, yeah, I mean, Caden or Peyton are going to be the first off the board. We've right. seen mock drafts, and I've talked to scouts, and a lot of this information is based off me talking to scouts, cross-checkers, MLB clubs, a lot of people that are in the know front office. You're starting to see some a lot of stuff leak out at front office as far as their opinion on where they go. And I want to put a disclaimer up right now. The MLB draft is like predicting the weather, and that's no offense to the meteorologists of Central Arkansas or Arkansas as a whole. Y'all do a great job. But the weather is unpredictable, and so is the MLB draft. There's so many factors that go into it, like is a kid signable? Are they coming from junior college, high school, college? There's so many factors that go into it, so it's a little unpredictable on who could go where. So Caden, 
anywhere from 31, which is the top of the compensation picks after the first round. And I've seen him as low as 52, 55. I think one of them had him go to the Royals at 49. So Peyton kind of in the same situation. Peyton could come back, but he wouldn't pitch next year. So why would he come back? Uh, so that's why I have him under most likely to get drafted. The Padres are really interested when Peyton went out to California for the MLB draft combine. He went through the physicals, the interviews. He met with about 15, 18 clubs, and they all really like him. The, the Padres seem to show the most interest there. Jalen Battles, Randy, you mentioned him, and I was asked this yesterday on Phil Elson's show on halftime. He said, uh, do you think he really improved his stock by coming back? And I said, yes. I think he was more consistent at the plate and the body of work itself was better. He was he was even better defensively, so I think it did him well to come back a year. He's 22 and a half right now, so he's at that age to where coming back next year would not benefit him because of the age model that clubs use. Brady Slavens, we talked about, he's got to find a position, but he has a chance to be drafted. The two incoming freshmen that I believe will not make it to campus, Cole Phillips, the right-handed pitcher out of Burn, Texas, came into the year, uh, was going to be a hog. He decommitted from Baylor was going to come to Arkansas, really worked hard in the offseason to get his body ready for his senior year, and he got up to 100 miles per hour. So when you're 98 to 100, that gets the attention of the cross-checkers, the front offices, the GMs, and they flock to Texas to see him in droves. Problem is he tore his, his uh, UCL, so he had to have Tommy John surgery, but not before they got a good enough uh, body of work on him to say, he could be a top two, top three round draft pick. Now, the thing with Cole, he's a two-year guy like Caden Wallace. He would turn 21 within 45 days of the draft and only be a two-year guy and be eligible in the 2024 draft. So if he was to come to Arkansas, he wouldn't pitch next year. He could pitch in 2024 and go into the draft. If he has a bad year and falls down draft boards, uh, that could hurt his stock. But now he's projected into the second round, maybe even top of the second round. So it makes sense for him to go right now, get in a major league organization, rehab, and go from there. And Mason Neville, Mason follows the path of the two outfielders the last two years in, in a uh, high school class. Drew Gray last year and David Calabrese in the 2020 class. Very fluid center fielder, really good runner has the potential for uh, to be a five-tool player. He's 6'3", 190, can really swing it. Uh, he's been any, ranked anywhere from as high as 99, and some people have him in the high 100s, like 185. I don't think he lasts that long. Clubs are really high on him, especially on the West Coast, to where he got they those clubs got to see him a lot over there in Las Vegas and uh, in, in Nevada. So I think he goes uh, anywhere in the third round, maybe at the end of the second round. Uh, right outside of that 80 pick range. And the first 80 picks will be on Sunday, and I could see his name getting called at the end of that night or uh, one of the first picks on Monday. All right, we'll venture into it, but we'll have to take the break here in a moment. Uh, the next category is probably not guaranteed. Now, if you would, Kevin, kind of elaborate on what that definition actually means. Yeah, so these guys, they're likely to get drafted, but you've seen some wavering lately. You've seen some things that have come out either from the players' camp or their draft stock has fallen far enough to where they can come back to school 
and or come to school in some instances like Jason Jones who's already on campus and Jordan Sprinkle those guys along with Robert Moore were projected top two round picks coming into this year and things have happened to where uh, maybe I need to change what I'm looking at uh, Robert Moore I think could be in that first group because the, the defensive skills are elite the offense he could come back and say he could bet on himself and say hey I want to improve my offensive game and increase my draft stock Makes sense. Dollars and cents, especially. Yep. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined by our baseball insider, Kevin Bohannon. We'll continue to look at the upcoming MLB draft involving the University of Arkansas players and otherwise. Stay tuned. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by our baseball insider, Kevin Bohannon, as the MLB draft is this Sunday night. First night, uh, you mentioned, uh, you talked about Robert Moore, uh, Evan Taylor, uh, senior left-hander, Connor Nolan, senior right-hander, Zach Morris, junior left-hander, Jordan Sprinkle, the shortstop, uh, the transfer coming into the University of Arkansas, and this kid had a great, what would have been, sophomore year, maybe not as good. Uh, Redshirt but, freshman, yeah. Redshirt freshman, freshman okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, as a player this past season, uh, not quite as good, but had a, a great year the year before. But I've been it's been said, Kevin, his defense may be on par with a Jalen Battle. And then you've already mentioned a Jason Jones freshman third baseman. Yeah, Evan Taylor, the body of work may not be big enough for clubs to take him high enough, but I think his age is going to prevent him from signing a big bonus or anything like that. So expect maybe a late round draft pick. And if he wants to go in and be a reliever, could he be a starter? Possibly. But Matt Cronin's, you know, making a living being a reliever for the Nationals in AAA right now, like we talked about the other day, and should get called up to the Nats. Uh, Randy, speaking of call-ups real quick, congratulations to Jordan Wicks, who went in the first round last year to the Chicago Cubs. He just got called up to the double-A affiliate of the Cubs, the Tennessee Smokies. Uh, went to Conway, Kansas State, so congratulations, Jordan. Uh, Connor Nolan, this has been the one that we dissected, talked about, discussed at length. And th- does Connor want to go play baseball professionally and pitch for a long time, or does he want to come back and get his master's right off into the sunset as a you know heralded son of Arkansas athletics? It just all depends. Connor's going to be 24 next year, so – his, his, his time is ticking as far as the innings that go because pitchers only have so many innings they can put on their arm. Zach Morris. Zach did a complete 180. Zach's an interesting story because he came out in the 2019 class. 2020, he was 94-95 in that shortened season. Came back last year, didn't do a whole lot. He wasn't really expected to do anything this year. He was way down on the rotation as far as guys they could rely on. He came in and turned it around. Had a great year. I think he was 6-0, and sub-2 ERA. Made really important pitches and important innings towards the end of the season. And that drove his draft stock up. His, uh, scouts, clubs think he could be a mid-90s mid arm. They like the makeups. He's 6'3", uh, over 200 pounds. So that could bode well for him. He could get a six-figure signing bonus and go start his pro career. And Jason Jones, we've talked about. Jordan Sprinkle. He's a top 50 guy. He did commit to Arkansas. Maybe that's for leverage as a fallback option. 
but I do expect him to get drafted. They've got a ton of infielders coming in. Harold Cole uh, from San Jacinto, I think he could be the Arkansas shortstop next year. But if Sprinkle doesn't like his draft stock, he's a 2019 grad out of high school, so he could come back and play at the University of Arkansas and show what he could do in the SEC. And Jason Jones, a freshman that we talked about last year, people thought he was the next uh, Nolan Arenado. He was 6'2", 195, fast forward a year, he's gained 30 pounds. Training regiment wasn't what he needed to do as a maturing young kid or as a young man. So he's a little over 200 pounds right now. He needs to get back in shape, get the mobility back. He's going to play third base. He's a lot, a very good power hitter. Uh, needs to get, needs to improve the hit tool as far as the average goes. And I think he could do that under Nate Thompson. Uh, the last group, Randy, and if you're looking at it right here, a uh, late picker free agency and. I know a lot of Arkansas fans are going to think I'm crazy right here because I'm going to read off some names that had great years and people love them to death. But that's just the way the MLB draft is. It's not my fault. Uh, blame it on Major League Baseball. Michael Turner, Chris Lanzilli, Braden Webb, Zeb Vermillion, and then Harold Cole, who's the junior shortstop transfer. I'll start with Harold Cole. He could get drafted. He was a top five-round draft pick projected coming out of the 2020 class. He lives, lived in Georgia. Went to UNC, did not like it at North Carolina. Went to San Jack. Uh, really good, smooth defender, can swing it. He hit 11 home runs, over 60 RBIs this year for National Powerhouse Junior College. Um, if he doesn't get drafted, he's in the MLB Draft League right now. Uh, he has a really good chance to start on the middle infield. Michael Turner, he's an older catcher with no eligibility left. Now, he can swing it. He's a professional hitter. He's the best hitter Arkansas had this year. Him and Caden Wallace, 1A, 1B, whichever order you got them. But what are they going to do? With he, he's an average defender behind the plate. He, he does a good job, but he could move to a corner spot. It's just what clubs want to do with him. Uh, he didn't have the luxury of Casey Opitz, and, and the youth was not on his side this year. Uh, but he is a good hitter, and will, he will find a home. Chris Lanzilli, kind of the same story. Lanzilli is an average outfielder defensively. But he was a powerhouse uh, home run hitter coming into Arkansas. He showed the skills, hit over 300, and he hit multiple home runs this year. As we know, we, we saw him play. Um, he's going to sign for a low signing bonus. He's one of those guys that can get away with signing for $20,000 or whatever it is. In the first 10 rounds, the, the floor is 125. So it's just if, 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 if teams want to spend a pick on him, they can. If not, he'll sign a free agent contract. Braden Webb's kind of the same boat. He was at Arkansas for four years. I'm joking, but uh, in college for like eight years, it seems like. 24 years old, shows power, shows speed, average arm. He's got the tools, uh, but will, will teams look at the age and be like, well, he's peaked out. We may not. I don't know what we can use him because we got three other guys that do what he can do, and they're four years younger. That's the way MLB clubs think, guys. Uh, and then Zeb Vermillion. The Arkansas coaching staff, and this is one thing that I learned recently. After the 2020 season, they thought they were going to lose Zeb in that five-round draft. They were absolutely ecstatic when his name did not get called and he came back to school. And obviously, he came back and was a, a weekend rotation guy. The stuff is there. He can get up to 98 miles per hour, maybe 99. Size at 6'6", 240. Everything you could want in a power right-handed arm. But teams are doubting the grit. They doubt the toughness. Is he a guy that can go out there and be a bulldog on the mound 
we've seen some of that at Arkansas, the inconsistency. So that that's where teams struggle with uh, getting Zeb on the mound. So uh, that's the last group right there that can be a late-round draft pick free agency, but they should get a chance to play professional baseball. I wonder what would be the perception towards Zeb because, boy, he's – Looks like he's got everything you'd want out of a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the mental side of it, I think, are, are what scouts, that's really turned them off. Uh, coming down the stretch over the last two years, he just hasn't been able to figure out that spot, fight through it. The physical tools are there, but as, as we know, uh, this game is a, a lot about the mental side of it. Just give me an opportunity, Coach. Just give me an opportunity. That's what I want. And a few dollars to go along with it. But, uh, yeah, okay. Well, there you have a complete breakdown. And where can we find the draft, Kevin, on Sunday night? Sunday night, you go to MLB Network. If you do not have that, ESPN will televise the draft as well. It starts at 6 o'clock local time Sunday afternoon. And then I think at 2 o'clock monday afternoon and then the same time on tuesday all right thank you kev that is Thanks, kevin guys. bohannon our baseball insider